welcome to the Empty Opinions Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the little sideshow I do, Empty Reviews, where I review either movies or TV shows or music. For this specific edition, this specific episode, I'm going to be talking about The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, or I guess the Bulls documentary, but focuses heavily on Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm going to be talking about episodes seven and eight, the last two episodes that recently just aired. Now there's just one week left of content for this documentary. And I mean, at this point, this documentary is just so fucking good. In fact, this documentary is so good that I actually got retroactively mad when Ken Burns, the famous documentarian, came out against the documentary and said, this is bad journalism. This is not a a good documentary. This thing is trash. And I just got fed up because I'm like, I even tweeted on Twitter. If you follow me at Eladio Talks, uh, like uh, I I tweeted, I was just like, hey, Ken Burns, you will never make anything remotely as good as this documentary because that's how good this documentary is. You know what I mean? Sure. Look, it might not be the most informative or the most uh, uh, journalistic. It might not have the most journalistic approach, but in terms of fucking entertainment, which at the end of the day, this is what it is. We're not in a fucking school. Ken Burns. We're not watching some fucking documentary straight out of a fucking classroom, out of a college class. You know what I mean? This is entertainment. And I feel like that is its priority right now. And it sure as hell doing it. I mean, look, I know there's a place for the Ken Burns documentaries out there. If you want to learn some shit, you're a fucking dork and want to learn in the most boring way possible. But for someone like me, and look, you can even say it's not informative because I don't know anything that's happening in this documentary because I didn't live through the Jordan era, right? And I'm learning very, you know, I'm learning perfectly fine about the Jordan era through this documentary. And I mean, not only am I learning Ken Burns, I'm actually also extremely fucking entertained because holy shit, not only is it just fun to watch and addicting, it also has a lot of topics that you can really delve into and it can it really makes it something that you want to discuss with your friends. I don't have any friends, so that's why I have empty reviews. I'm just kidding. I have a couple of friends. But just in general, it, this show does have that thing of you wanting to discuss it afterwards that I think like Game of Thrones would have. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but it's just because Michael Jordan is almost mythical. That motherfucker is almost mythical at this point with all the shit they're showing. It almost feels like this guy, he's like a vulnerable superhero, a vulnerable god, that, it, it, like a demigod or something. Because, you know, the way they, they present him and the things that he did over his run are godlike. But he still has emotions just like the rest of us, which I'm glad this documentary is exploring because you never see really the emotional side of Michael Jordan. And I mean, what a perfect way they're doing it on this fucking documentary, because I mean, literally episode seven and episode eight both end with Michael Jordan crying about something specific. You know what I mean? So at the end of episode seven, he's crying about just how people see his philosophy on winning, which is which 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 was pretty big in these last two episodes. I feel like these last two episodes, their main focus had to do with just his retirement and just his philosophy on winning and just the toll that it's taken on his body, literally and, and uh, metaphorically, right? Um, but let's talk about the end of episode seven where he's, you know, he gets choked up when, 
you know, I guess the episode comes to a climax when it comes to is Michael Jordan a fucking dickhead? Why do do his do his teammates think he's an asshole? Do people hate him? Do people love him? And Michael Jordan just talking about it. He ended up like crying over the fact over him explaining himself and why he did what he had to do. And I think he makes the point that winning comes at a sacrifice. You know what I mean? Winning comes at a certain price. Jordan, the way the Jordan saw it, winning came at the price of, you know, people thinking that he was a nice guy or even just any personal pleasure. You know what I mean? It's almost like the way he saw it was like in order for you to win, in order for you to get that final rush of you winning and being a fucking winner and having your legacy cemented, you know what I mean? That was the cost of that is his being miserable for everything before that. So let's say if you win the final game of the season, that what comes at a cost, according to Michael Jordan, at least how I could tell from what he was talking about, what comes at that price is just being miserable for the past 82 games. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I... Do I agree with that? That's one of those things that's like, it actually kind of hit close to home because my that's something that my dad has been trying to instill in me since I was like six years old. The fact that if you want anything in life, you're going to need to sacrifice some things. And I don't know, in general, I haven't really put that to practice, but I've, you know, I do believe that you can become a great, like your legacy can be cemented if you sacrifice a couple of things, right? But it was just interesting that Michael Jordan felt so passionate about it. And I feel like the reason he cried at the end of episode seven was just because he he's having a hard time explaining to people why he did what he did and what his goal was and how he saw that the only way to get to his goal was to do what he did. And he's just kind of sad that a lot of people are judging him and kind of saying that he's a bad person when he, probably he's not. He's just doing what he says needs to be done in order to get to his goal. So it was interesting that he cried at the end of episode seven and then he cried at the end of episode eight, pretty much just like purging out. Cause I mean, he won after he took a break to play baseball. He came back like fucking three weeks before the finals started. Right. That's when he came back to play. And I guess he was just, his body was not shaped in the right way. At least that's how he excused it. Um, so he wasn't able to win that season after right, just coming back, right? It took him a whole, the whole next season for them to win. And then he won and somehow he won on father's day and it just kind of came right around. Cause these two episodes is about his retirement. The reason why he played baseball, the importance of the importance of his dad in his life, you know, his philosophy on winning was also there, but also just, you know, um, how important his dad was and how things kind of changed after his dad died for Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was just interesting. There was so much to talk about and I actually had a bunch of bullet points, the bullet point things to talk about, but I deleted it because if I would have kept with that, I would have gone on for at least two hours. But I guess, yeah. Oh, what well, one thing I do want to talk about the fact, uh, the fact that this documentary so far another reason why i love it so much besides it being like crack pretty much it's just how inspirational it is you know what i mean when michael jordan was talking about winning at the end of episode seven like even before he started crying the way that he was talking and the footage that was shown as to what it truly takes to be the best it kind of like hit hit home for me because i was like 
you know, with a lot of the content I do, barely anybody watches it, but I put a lot of effort into it and just how much content I put out there in all kinds of, you know, uh, platforms. It could be social media. It could be YouTube. It could be, you know, podcasting. I put a lot of effort into everything I do. And I don't really see the result of it. But I think that fucking speech that Michael Jordan gave at the end of episode seven was kind of just saying, listen, you are doing what needs to be done and you're going to be successful if you put the fucking work in. And that's just how he saw life. And I mean, one of the a way that he was able to do that, too, is just the fact that he any little slight that was made against him, even if he just created it in his own head. That was going to give him the motivation he needed to fucking be a god and do whatever the fuck he wanted. It's fucking wild that just because a coach doesn't talk to him in a court, he takes that personally. And now he becomes fucking, you know, the the, the basketball god. Like in the fact that everybody knew, like everybody was afraid of Michael Jordan because they knew as soon as you challenged him even a little bit. It's over, man, because Michael Jordan, something in his brain is going to make him focus and put so much effort into the shit. And that's the thing. It's not like it's not like these grudges that he holds in his head is what's giving him the superpowers. You know what I mean? It's not like he gets superpowers. It doesn't affect his shooting or like anything about it. it the only thing it does is his will to win and his focus. So like, um. You know, if you, I feel like if you become really, if you're good at shooting, uh, making shots, right. And you got it down and you can make a bunch of shots in a row in practice. The only thing then that stops you from making those shots in the game is just all the external factors, right? Like how afraid you are of certain things or like how nervous you might get all of that stuff with Michael Jordan. You can see that that is truly what stops you from becoming a great, because when you're so focused there, the only thing you're focused on, is like hyper focus on shooting this shot. And you know, the way like controlling every single part of your body to shoot the shot the right way, which you know, and you've done in practice multiple times and you know, that fucking fadeaway shot. That's exactly how you're going to make the, those two points or three points. And just putting all your focus on that. That's what those grudges did for Michael Jordan. And I mean, it's just so hilarious to me that we saw at least four instances of people pissing Michael Jordan off or like talking shit about him and him just rubbing it in their face at one point or another. Maybe it wasn't that same game, but it was at one point Michael Jordan was going to fucking whoop your ass. If you challenged him. Yeah, that was it. Um, he was like that. He was even the fact I didn't realize how superstitious he was either with the fact that like he felt, he just felt off with the number 45 instead of wearing 23. Cause he wore 45 for like the remainder of that season when he came back halfway through like the playoffs pretty much like he wore 45 and then he went back to 23 because he just didn't feel right wearing it. Um, it's interesting that somebody like Michael Jordan is like that, but Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, Michael Jordan's mentality and the the way that he feels that you need to be in order to be a great, it's interesting because he's kind of right in that he did become the greatest basketball player of all time, but is it worth being as miserable as he seems to be and as understood, as and as misunderstood and the fact that he probably doesn't have a lot of friends and just, like... At the end of the day, I feel like that thinking is kind of harmful for a human to have, even though that is what you have to do to be a great. That's like almost like a guaranteed way for you to be a great. It's just to fucking put the most, put your whole life into this one thing 
and then put all your effort into it until you're fuck, fucking exhausted. And then make sure you push. If it's a team sport, make sure you push your teammates to do exactly what you're doing so that everybody's on the same level and then you're able to win. I mean, winning is great, but is it, is it worth it that? You know what I mean? And that's why I feel like that's my main difference. But that's the main difference between me and Michael Jordan. I know. What a fucking crazy comparison that is to make. The main difference between me and Michael Jordan. <laughs> the main difference as if there's only one obvious one. As, <laughs> as if it's not obvious what the fuck the difference is between me and Michael Jordan. But let me tell you what the main difference is between Jordan and myself. Because goddamn, how much of a narcissistic narcissistic fucking person am I that I'm about to describe the difference between my, me and Michael Jordan as if that needed to be said, but whatever. I just went off a little tangent about fucking crazy that sentence is, but whatever. The, the main difference between me and Michael Jordan, please disregard the ridiculousness of that uh, sentence. Just, just st stick with me here. The main difference is that is it comes with mentality and just, I am not like my abilities are my abilities. And I guess I'm lucky in that. I'm pretty good in what I like to do. I would believe so. You know what I mean? Broadcasting and just being entertaining. I would say I'm pretty good at it. But the main difference between me and Michael Jordan is that Michael Jordan, you know, is the sacrificing the sacrificial thing. And like I said at the beginning of this empty review, that's something that my dad has like instilled in me. The thing like you need to sacrifice yourself in order to be successful and in order for the good things to come to you. And I guess somehow that's escaped me because a lot of good things have come in some way. And I just felt like, like in my stubborn ways, I just feel like I don't need to sacrifice my entire self in order to be successful. I just, I can, I, I just believe that I'm able to have my cake and eat it too. In terms of, let's say even just podcasting and broadcasting and me trying to make money off of this. I believe what I'm doing right now is great in that I'm working. I have a job that I'm making a good living off of and um, I'll go to school and then I do this. And I just believe that I'm able to separate those three things and not, sac not sacrifice those three things because of the other two things. Like I'm, I feel like I'm able to not sacrifice one of those things because of the other two. I feel like I'm able to perfectly balance those three things. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I guess that I'm ignoring the fact that I'm sacrificing any social life, which I kind of have, but not really. But regardless, I just don't feel like for you to be great at something, you have to completely I don't think you have to completely take over everything in your life to get to get to that. But yeah, I mean, that was crazy. But I mean, now let's move on to just another thing that was interesting that Michael Jordan retiring and how fucking crazy that was. Oh, yeah. And I guess I want to talk about that. The conspiracy of, you know, Michael Jordan's death and then Michael Jordan retiring all of a sudden. The, I can't look and it might still very much be possible that the mafia did this and you know, is connected to those gambling debts. It's a very easy that those are very easy dots to connect, but I got to give it up to this fucking um, documentary because it made me see that. No, it's perfectly understandable why Michael Jordan would want to retire at the moment he did. Right. Like it makes total sense with just how much. The fact like, like the media was on him 24-7, the gambling shit that came up and then everybody judging him because of that. And then just him winning that third, uh, that first three-peat, the last game, the last, the third three-peat 
what the fuck am I trying to say? The third win in a row for for the titles when he did that, and then shortly after his dad died. It's just a lot of stuff that was happening all around, and I think this documentary made a great job of highlighting that. But yet again, it, it does such a good job that I wouldn't be surprised if this this a narrative. Because at the end of the day, everything is about narratives, right? Like that narrative of Michael Jordan being tired before this documentary didn't make any fucking sense. Like nobody even knew why Michael Jordan would want to retire. It just made no sense. But if you watch that the documentary, you realize, okay, it makes sense. There is a narrative that was created for you to believe why he would do that. But the point still stands. There's a lot of fishy shit and a lot of weird dots that you can easily connect to make the point that Michael Jordan owed some money and or wasn't some gambling shit. And they killed his dad because of it. And uh, and then he had to step out because it was getting too hot for the NBA. Totally believable. Like, this documentary doesn't make me not believe that could have happened. That certainly could have happened. But it definitely does make me see the other side of, nah, Jordan was just tired. And, I mean, the other thing that was so fucking interesting is the fact that... The fact that Michael Jordan going to the baseball team... And, I mean, being kind of ass at first, but then getting better and better. And if it wasn't for that strike, he could have gotten much, much better by a lot of the people that were what, that were in the documentary were saying. It just kind of shows that a lot of those amazing athletes are just amazing athletes and not just at the sport that they chose. Like, the fact that Michael Jordan, because at the end of the day, especially with somebody like Michael Jordan who has that mentality of, I'm going to get better at this by putting hard work in. When you have that kind of mentality, you're going to be successful at fucking anything, right? Like, because it, it all takes hard work. If you like the talent, what's the, what's the quote? Um, a hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I think that's the quote. But that's true in the case of Michael Jordan. Like, he might not have been the most gifted baseball player when he was born, as he was at basketball. And not even basketball, because apparently he learned basketball later in his life. But what I'm trying to say is that he is able to put so much fucking effort and work into whatever it is that he was doing that that's what gave him the inch over everybody else because nobody was willing to work as hard as Michael Jordan did. And when you have that mentality and you have that work ethic, you're going to be successful. This motherfucker could have been as as a successful fucking accountant with that mentality. You know what I mean? It's something that applies to any part of anything. Just that super competitive and super hardworking mentality. That's just... It just makes all the sense of the world. Uh, what's another thing that happened these two episodes? I guess, um, well, yeah, I already talked about the fact that if you challenge Michael Jordan, you you best prepare for all fucking hell hath. Hall, what the fuck is it? Hell hath no fury. Uh, whatever the fuck that phrase is. I don't even know what that means. But yeah, this documentary is just amazing, man. Episode seven and eight just fucking steal that for me. Uh, Ken Burns, shut the fuck up. You will never make anything as good uh, as this documentary because this shit is both fucking amazing, inspiring, fun, funny, uh, heartbreaking. It's a lot of things that Ken Burns documentaries are that lack, which is heart. Fucking this Burns motherfucker. All Ken Burns documentaries lack fucking heart. It's like you're watching a fucking class video, like a school video. You know those weird historical school videos are boring as fuck? That's what his documentaries are. And by the way, I haven't seen now one Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> so I'm just talking shit. It makes no sense. But yeah, that's going to be it for this empty review. 
uh, of uh, episode seven and eight of The Last Dance. I'm definitely going to make an episode for episodes nine and ten to see how they wrap everything up with the Pacers and all that. Because I don't know anything about all that shit. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening and or watching because you could also be watching this on YouTube. I didn't say that. This, this empty review is going to be available on the podcast feed and on the YouTube channel. So you could be listening to this or watching to this or watching this empty review, whatever you would like. But uh, until the next empty review, thank you guys so much for watching and listening.